With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay a while. Stay as long as you want. You can watch on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, download the app. You can watch for free. Also, our great radio affiliates around the country say good morning to Chat Row and the other Danettes here as well. For anyone who thought the stick-to-sports debate peaked in 2020, well, it's back here in 2021. And I understand the criticism. Sports is a distraction. I think that we've approached it that way, that we tried to be that distraction for you during this pandemic. And hopefully we can continue to be that for you, an outlet. You can watch news. You can watch analysis on the news. You can find all those things that you want. And hopefully we're a safe haven for you, that you know what you're going to get when you tune in. Uh, Today might be a little bit different. You know, we watch games for a living. Uh, We're not constitutional experts, but we're human. And I think everybody was affected by what they saw yesterday. And I'm not trying to divide anybody in this job. I try not to play the political game here. But there are times when you have to speak up. You should speak up. I have the platform to speak up. I try to unite people. We bring them together with that common thread of it's us. And that's the way I still approach this. And I will always approach it that way. You know, we root against each other's teams, but we're still in it together because we love sports. I mean, that's the beauty of this. You know, there is more that's discussed in sports than there is in any other walk of life. When you think about it, we've talked politics. We've talked religion. We've talked race. We've talked violence. We've talked you know, players uh, being active. We've talked about all of those things when we need to talk about those things. But the events in D.C. yesterday were historic. They were profound. They were surreal. They were ugly. And I would love to talk about the NFL playoff matchups or Bradley Beal's 60-point game last night, but it would be disingenuous to start the show and act as if, hey, it's just another day, because it's not. This, this will be a tough show to do. Not that you're looking at degree of difficult for me, but these are shows that I do not look forward to doing because there's a delicate balance, and it just feels like there's some raw emotion. That is, it's on the surface. And uh, yesterday was troubling. That was, that was tough to watch. But... You know, the very fundamentals we hold dear that make sports possible, they're threatened. And I'm sorry, just to stick to sports doesn't feel like a relevant statement. I don't think for anybody today. We'll do our best, and uh, hopefully you'll have patience with us to understand that it's three hours. This is live, and we react 
to whatever the news might be. Hopefully today is a whole lot better than yesterday, which is not saying a whole lot. But we together, with what we do every single day, with your involvement, whether you call, you email, you tweet, or you just listen or just watch. Now, I know what my job is today, and I'll try to do it the best that I can. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Um, the sports headlines, uh, no more positive tests for the Browns. We mentioned yesterday that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going pro. Uh, Bradley Beal scored 60 points last night. The 76ers, I think, are now 7-1. and one. Doc Rivers has done a wonderful job. I did want to bring this up, and uh, I thought it was important with the context of what has happened here in the last 11 or 12 months. And, you know, there's been Black Lives Matter, there's social unrest, there's protests, there's activism, there's a lot of things. And we have discussed as best we can and giving both sides. Uh, Doc Rivers had some pretty powerful comments, and Doc has had some pretty powerful comments throughout all of this. And uh, he had a press conference yesterday, the 76ers head coach, and I thought it was worth uh, bringing back. Here is Doc Rivers. I'll say it because I don't think a lot of people want to. Uh, could you imagine today those were all black people uh, storming the Capitol and, and what would have happened? You know, um, so that to me is a picture that's worth a thousand words for all of us uh, to see and, and probably um, something for us to reckon with again. You know, um, no police dogs turn on people, no billy clubs hitting people, uh, people peacefully being escorted uh, out of the Capitol. Uh, so it shows that you can disperse a crowd peacefully, I guess, uh, would be the one thing. Um, but it's a sad day uh, in a lot of ways. It's not good for our country, more uh, across the borders that people see this. But it's, um, it's, it's part of what we are, and, and so we have to solve it. That's Doc Rivers before yesterday's game with uh, the Wizards. And I started to think about this. In our world, in sports, we have a winner. We have a loser. We, we have the numbers that back these you know, outcomes, these games. Whereas in the world of politics, you know, it, it's left in doubt or we can cast doubt on it. We can make it gray. There's no real clock that's ticking and it's just, you know, hey, he says he uh, he won. Hey, he says he uh, lost. We don't do that in sports. It's like you did win and you did lose. It'd be like Mac Jones going, well, you know what? I think you, I'd like to, you know, let's check those votes there. I think I might have won the Heisman here. It's we have in our world, we have results. It's right there in black and white. We got the stats. We have it. That's why it's so foreign sometimes when you're going in. In other walks of life, we don't know or we act like we don't know or we cast doubt uh, on something. In sports, we don't. I mean, we might go, did the Knicks really win the Patrick Ewing sweepstakes? Like, that's our big one. Do you think the commissioner knew which card was the Knicks? Like, that's, that's as close as we get. I had news yesterday, and Paulie and I had a good discussion yesterday because of what was going on. I got some news about the national title game, and I said, look, I have this news. I don't care if somebody beats me to it. You know, I don't you know, do these scoops or breaking news. That's not my job. But if I get the information, I always pass it on to you, the audience. And when I got the information, it was right after the show. And, you know, we were glued to our TV sets of just like, what is going on? And I just put it to the side because I didn't want to come off as disingenuous or, wait, you're going to put out some breaking news story and this is going on? Like the national title game just it wasn't important yesterday. And so Paulie and I called him and I said, um, hey, look, I have some information. I got a little more information here. And... And then he said, no, we, we got to wait till tomorrow. Got to wait till tomorrow. And the more I thought about it, the more he was right. I didn't want to do it last night. I just didn't want to do it and go, 
hey, uh, this is going on uh, because it it wasn't important. I mean, it, it is important, you know, as we move forward to crowning a national champion, but it's sports important, not our country's importance. And I just, I didn't want to seem like I had no idea what was going on in the real world. And I go, hey, got this information from a source here. And uh, so let me, let me tell you what I got yesterday. Because I was curious a couple of things. And that is, is Ohio State planning on playing in the national title game? And I asked my source, I said, is Ohio State planning on playing in the national title game this next Monday? And my source said, Ohio State is very close to the availability limit right now especially at the defensive line positions. And then my source said, the Big Ten is advocating for Ohio State to be able to postpone the national title game. Now, I don't know if it's an official request. I, I, this is what I have. It just says, team hit hard by COVID, especially the defensive line. Ohio State is close to the availability limit for the game. Big Ten advocating to postpone for a week. We've heard some rumblings here. Um, I did ask about Justin Fields, and my source said, um, let me see, uh, banged up but ready to play, or banged up but will play. Because uh, I didn't know if, if let's see. Um, yeah, my source says, uh Fields banged up will play. Big Ten trying to get a postponement. Defensive line and the team hit hard by COVID, and they're approaching the availability limit to be able to field a team. That the Big Ten would be advocating for moving this. It's not Ohio State, from what I'm told. The Big Ten is saying we need to have a what would be a, a legitimate national title game and COVID is still... Now, Alabama and Ohio State aren't transparent with their numbers. They haven't been, and apparently they don't have to be. They're also governed by different um, you know, me- medical rules in their conferences. The SEC and Big Ten approach this differently. Uh, so trying to get the information there uh, has been hard to find out exactly how hard hit they are with COVID, but it sounds like they're they're inching closer to the number of players they need to have available for this national title game. So that was the information I had yesterday. And, you know, there has, there have been pockets of uh, information like this out there, but from what I was told yesterday, the big 10 is advocating for postponing this a week, not Ohio state and Justin Fields, from what I'm told will play Ohio state is planning on playing I just want to make sure that we underline that. Ohio State is planning on playing, but the Big Ten is advocating for Ohio State, who is close to the availability limit, to be able to postpone this game for a week. That was the information I had yesterday. All right, we'll come up with a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Uh, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Uh, Always love when he joins us. We'll talk some football here. Look, we're going to tiptoe through this day. We are. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of opinions that I, I, you know, I think we all do. But I'm I'm here to cover the sports reaction to this. If there were games that were going to be impacted last night, uh, there were, you know, signs of uh, unity, protest, uh, taking a knee. We saw that last night. But I said to Fritzy, you know, if you're looking for somebody, only if a game is canceled or a game is in jeopardy, if, uh, you know, Washington's football game this weekend, if there would be something that would affect that, that's, that's the job that we have today. That's what we're trying to do. I, I don't want to give speeches, um, and, I, and I don't want this to turn into that kind of discourse. I, I don't, um, because it's not what we do, and you can find that elsewhere. And hopefully we can provide information, entertainment, uh, the things you've come to expect on this program. And uh, we got two hours and 45 minutes to be able to do that. (laughs) Good luck, Dan. The way you said it was funny. Yeah, I I did. I looked down. I go, oh, God, I got two hours and 45 (laughs) minutes here. 
Oh. Maybe we could just ask Jay Glazer to break a new story. Anything, just make one up. Quick, Todd, try to make a joke. Oh, no. Mm, this program brought to you by <laughs> M Drive. Get the supplements that you need every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. Help you get energized, stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with mdrive there. Uh, Ricky in Virginia. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind today? Well, this is the first time I've ever felt the need to call. Uh, We're so fortunate to live in a country where sports is a byproduct of our of our good fortune. You know, I, I just, I'm so upset that we can't come together. We're so divided politically and racially that nothing good can happen until we come together. And I want to thank you for making a, a good balance of, of the news and sports because really I've, I've been listening for about a year now and every day I look forward to hearing you guys make jokes and but this isn't a day for jokes, and, and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to do things correctly. Thank you, Ricky. Look, I, I don't have a game plan. There's no map to do this. And uh, I think you've trusted me that we approach this in the professional manner. I don't troll you. I'm not trying to incite anybody. I'm not playing a political game. I try not to. I try to do what my job is, and that is we do sports. We do entertainment. Sometimes we do sports and entertainment. But that's the goal today, as it is every day. And if there's something that comes up that I think warrants, you know, coloring outside the lines, then we'll do it. But until, you know, something sports-related is impacted by this, we saw it, we felt it, it hurt, it bothered. Um, We had a reaction to it. And we'll try to move forward today. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Dan Orlovsky gets paid the big money to answer questions like that. ESPN will have its uh, Megacast production. They got the Ravens and Titans wildcard game at 1 Eastern on Sunday. Dan and the rest of the NFL Live crew. And uh, you can check that out. The traditional telecast will be on ESPN and ABC. Do you think that this is a we'll get back to you at some point, Eric Bieniemy, or the Texans aren't interested in interviewing the Chiefs offensive coordinator? Yeah, I would imagine that they're not interested, which is moronic. You know, the fact that they they should have hired him after that playoff debacle last year. They should have said, nope, we're done with Bill O'Brien, the enemy come in. So, you know, I don't think like that the Texans job is that much about Deshaun. Okay. I mean, it's really get out of the way. He's such a special player. It's more so like, can you find a way to rebuild the roster with absolutely no assets? That's the biggest challenge. So, it's like the fact that they haven't interviewed Eric Bieniemy or that he's not at the top of their list is just a very small kind of uh, viewpoint into how dysfunctional the Houston Texans are are run right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a great job. And if you were going to rank these jobs, where would you start with uh, number one opening? The Chargers, easily mainly because the Chargers have a general manager that's proven. It's not just – I mean, the fact that Herbert's there is amazing. But Telesco's put together a really good roster. And I think that's like one of the hardest things to do in the NFL is find really good, consistent general managers. Second, um, you know, I, I know everyone points to the Jags because they have the number one pick. But I would be a little bit hesitant hearing Shad Khan come out and say he wants some form of roster control. You know, like – and you don't know who the general manager is there. If you look at the Jets job, at least I know, at least I have one year of Joe Douglas as the guy and go, okay, he had three really good picks in his first draft, or at least two that look really good with Mims and Becton. Some third rounders had some promise. So like, I've got a guy that's got 15 plus years in Baltimore as a, gen- as a front office guy who we know Baltimore is fantastic. And I have proof that like he can draft good, good players and they've got so many picks Moving forward, I, I could sit here and, t- in, in my opinion, say I think the Jets' job is better than the Jags because of the guy taking the picks. Yeah, I've always said when people go, oh, they got all these draft picks, and I say, who's drafting? Who's, who's yeah. using those picks? The Browns had all these picks all these years, and they didn't yep. do well. So Baltimore makes use of whatever picks they have better than anybody does. What is just um, – Oh, you know what? Let me ask you this question, uh, because I've asked this to Daniel Jeremiah, that you could have Trevor Lawrence or you could have Justin Herbert right now. Um, I would say Justin Herbert, and that's a big <laughs> jump for me Yeah. Um, because I was a huge Trevor Lawrence fan, and I still am. But the two things – or I think the thing that stands out the most to me is when Herbert's back was against the wall and he really had to, like, kind of take over games this year he did 
Like, he took over games. I understand the offensive line wasn't great and some receivers were down, and he still played really well. As much as I love Trevor Lawrence and as much as I don't like the scheme that he played in at Clemson and that they were kind of okay talent-wise this year, he didn't, he didn't rise up when his back was against the wall. And that would be something that I have to figure out why that was the case the last three times he's played in those big games when the team across from him was pretty darn good and he had to become like the dude, the difference maker. He didn't do it. And um, that's a little bit, that gives me pause. But if you look at Justin Fields now with what he did, how he played, got, you know, hit pretty hard, the toughness there, had some great deep throws over the middle. And now you have the national title game. Is there a way that he could somehow come out of this as the quarterback in the draft? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd say two, two ways why, two or reasons why. If, if Urban Meyer takes the Jacksonville job, I could absolutely see him liking Justin Fields. And then two, if you go out and whoop up on Nick Saban's defense, that's a big deal to the NFL. I mean, NFL coaches value and evaluators value Nick Saban as a coach. If you go out and whoop Venables and whoop Nick Saban, you can absolutely see him jumping Trevor Lawrence. If you were the Jets, what would you do? So if I'm the Jets and I sit there and I go, you know what? I think Justin Fields or Zach Wilson is as good as Sam Darnold or in three years is going to be as good as Sam Darnold. I take one of those young quarterbacks because I'm resetting the financial clock, you know, as a quarterback where if you decide Sam is going to be an exponentially better player, fine. But you got one year to figure that out because it's, after next year, you got to make the decision on the fifth year for him. And then he starts becoming expensive. And so that's the challenge for Joe Douglas is trying to figure out where, where are those quarterbacks? In, and I love Sam, but just the financial freedom that you get drafting one of those two quarterbacks. So if you think they're just as good and they're going to be just as good in the next three years, you don't see this big gap between them and Sam. You take either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Do the Dolphins have to do their due diligence with the number three pick overall and look at a quarterback? Absolutely not. Um, the, the Dolphins are right on pace with where they should be when it comes to rebuilding their roster. Here's the thing, Dan. Like the last two years, they took a bunch of assets and allocated them to the defensive side of the ball, both in free agency and the draft. And they hit a bunch. That's why they were a good football team this year. They got to do the same thing on the offensive side this year. You know, Tua is not a recess style, a freestyle type of quarterback. He's an executor. He's Drew Brees, but with a little bit more athleticism. So how do we make sure, like, here's the thing. What's the number one physical asset? I don't care what the quarterback looks like. The number one physical asset, can you be NFL accurate? Tua can be NFL accurate. You can't just like cross your fingers and hope that somebody becomes that. And so they got to draft either an offensive lineman or an offensive tackle and offensive guard with the number three pick. My guess is it's going to be Penn A. Sewell. Draft that, just like the Saints did. The Saints in the last 10 years of their drafts in the first two rounds took seven offensive linemen. They took two wide receivers. Like they built their team to protect the quarterback, and then they got good players around them. That's what they need to do with Tua. Build the offensive line. Protect him. Get in him. Get him in an offense that is similar to what Drew has been in Sean Payton, and Tua will be a great player. But just getting another quarterback is not the answer. He's Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL Live analyst. The Browns without Kevin Stefanski, so you don't have your head coach and you don't have your play caller. How do you try to substitute? What what can be done? Because we've seen a different Baker Mayfield here, kind of getting used to that cadence and play calling and understanding what your team's identity is here. And now you go into this game against the Steelers. So what do the Browns do? Yeah. One of the, the strengths of Kevin Stefanski is his, his opening script. The first 15, 20 plays of a game he scripts out. And so people know like coaches grind tape all week and they figure out, okay, defenses, they like to play soft early on. So we'll get easy completions or they blitz us. So we got to have blitz answers or they'll play a ton of man. So we got to take shots downfield. Like that's what the opening script is about is figuring out how defenses want to start games and then attacking that. 
Well, we know that Kevin Stefanski's really got one quarter to impact this football game because after your first two drives as an offense, defenses start to figure out what you're doing and change. So then you are in that constant changing mode. Stefanski won't be there quarters two, three, and four to figure that out. So we know he's got one quarter to really get his finger fingerprints and stamp his imprint on this game. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, the only way I think we can win this game is we get out 14-0. If we get to the end of the first quarter and we're up 3-0, we can't win because the Steelers have an advantage then because of that change and him not being there. I'm emptying the bag in the first quarter. I'm coming out incredibly aggressive, and whatever trick plays or gimmick plays that I think we've got, that we execute well, that we practiced all season, they're getting used. And trying to figure out a way to jump out 14 nothing Because if they jump out 14 nothing because of that, then they got a chance, okay, they can pound the run. They can be aggressive at their defensive line. That's their only shot. Because the one of the main changes this year, as we know, is Stefanski. But he's been able to impact the game on, on a first through fourth quarter basis. He won't do that this week. He knows he's got 15 minutes. Make them count. Got an upset this weekend? Oh, man. Um do I think that the Chicago Bears can beat the Saints? I do. Um, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm doing the same exact game plan that the Philadelphia Eagles used with Jalen Hurts. You know, Mitchell Trubisky is going to have eight-plus runs in this game if I'm them because they play so much man coverage. Basically, it becomes one-on-one -on -one out in the open field with Mitchell and someone else, and he's athletic enough to make guys miss. And so I, I think that if they can kind of – allow him to be an athlete a ton, which they've done here recently. I could see that happening. Um, could I see Tennessee beating Balt beating Baltimore? I could. Uh, you know, if, if especially early on, those two receivers, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, make some impact and get kind of the coverage back. Derrick Henry, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I used to be with Gary Kubiak, and when we were with Kubes and we were playing against a defense that had two really good cover corners – Coops would say all the time, we're going to make the cover corners tackle early in this game. We're going to find out if those guys want to tackle or they just want to cover. And I could see Arthur Smith starting this game for Tennessee and going, all right, Marcus Peters and, and Marlon Humphrey, we're going to find if you guys want to tackle. And if you don't, game is over. Well, wait, wait. How does that work, though, Dan? That, yeah. Like, a, how does a defensive back not tackle? It's a want to. I mean, tackling 260 pounds is a want to. You know, it's – and in the run game, Dan, like, you know, run game is always math, you know, and, and there's always going to be one person that's left over. And then as an offense, your job is to figure out how to find who that one person is. You can scheme things up there. All right, corner, you're going to be the one guy. And you go, Derek, that, that's your guy. And, you know, I've never had to tackle 260 pounds. I'm thankful. But, like, that, that's how you do it. You scheme up to be, okay, we're not going to block that guy. That's the tailbacks. And corners are going to have to come up and, and – Dude, it's a physical commitment to go like, all right, I'm putting my face on this dude. And uh, especially early on in football games, man, we used to do it. Like, here's an example. Um, we would do it with a guy like Antonio Cromarty. Crow was incredible at coverage. We would run at him early in games on purpose. Even if the play wasn't successful and the, the back would be like, all right, that's my guy. And it would be this violent collision. And you would watch it and be like, okay, one was their impact. You know, like, was their impact? And, and, and two, does it affect his ability to cover? And three, if he's not going to tackle, he's going to see that all game long. I'm wondering about Drew Brees. It's hard for you guys to leave the game. Um, you know, when you win, you know, John Elway couldn't play anymore. So he wins the Super Bowl, he's able to walk away. Uh, Peyton Manning couldn't play anymore. He's able to walk away. I can't imagine, you know, Drew Brees, let's say he would lose to the Bears. Is he more likely then to want to come back because you just went out in the first round or he's got the NBC job? Yeah, I think he's more than likely just to walk away after a great career. I think he's, he could be honest with himself that he's still good, but is he good enough to really kind of, um, you know, be the dominant quarterback that he's been for a long time? I also, there's the reality that there's, there's 77 million over the cap next year. Can they afford Drew? I yeah. can can they afford paying him 25 or $30 million, but also afford the people that are going to needed to be around him to play well. So I think at the end of the day, he's a hall of famer. He's in the conversation for one of the greatest ever. Um, but I, I don't think, especially with the injury this year, like 
I think that Drew is is content to walk away and knowing he's got something else and he's joining a different team um, makes it a little bit easier. Who gives the Rams a better chance to upset Seattle as far as quarterbacking goes? I don't know if you've ever broken your thumb, but... Yeah, I've, I've done it twice. I've done exactly what Goff has done. Um, I've done it in college or high school once and the NFL once. One time I came back in like two weeks, um, and then one time post-surgery I came back in five weeks. That was the NFL time. Uh, Jared Goff, I would be shocked if he doesn't play. This is like Goff gives them a way better chance to win the football game than Walford does. You know, a way better chance. And if Goff feels good, especially early on, I think the Rams win the game because I don't think beating Seattle is – I think it's first team to 20 points, yeah. right? And if you watch those two games back – I actually texted Jared because I know him, and uh, I just sent him a note, and I said, find your freaking check down because there's eight, ga- eight times that the check down is wide open, and he just won't throw it. He's trying to do something else, and he responded back to me, ha, ha, ha. Um, so I think he gets the point. Um, so you think he's playing? I think he's playing. Okay. I, I, I haven't, I haven't asked him that question. I try to kind of like respect that stuff. Well, I if you're him. saying to him, your check down, it, you're not talking about next year. Like you're talking no, no, about no, no, this no, no. weekend. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about this weekend. Yeah. I, I'm anticipating he's playing cause I've had that injury and I, and I kind of know the surgery that he had and, and know that you can come back in two weeks from it. So he gives them the best chance um, and I, I, as of today, I, and I don't think I'll change, I think that they win the game. I think the, the Rams win the game. Uh, let me see if I had anything else for you. What's in the fridge, by the way? Anything good? Um, I mean, a lot of kids stuff, just because we got so many stinking kids, but uh, <laughs> leftover tacos from last night. Leftover tacos are glorious. Don't you have, uh, uh, do you have triplets? I have triplets, yeah, nine-year-old boys that are psychos, and then my daughter's five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, have and you, now I'm finding out, you know, I, I've had, I have so many friends that have some kids that are older than me, and they used to always talk to me about youth sports, and I'd be like, you guys are idiots with youth sports. Like, stop spending all this money to have your kid do a sport <laughs> or this and that, and then my sons, one of my sons is super into lacrosse, and we live in Westport, and it's a big deal around here. So like I get these emails and they're like, "Hey, here's this six this six um, week clinic. It's three hundred fifty dollars." And I'm like, "What?" So uh, yeah, that that's the thing with our boys right now. Did you ever mix up the triplets? Oh, all the time. Yeah, because two of them are identical. Um, and so is we, there a chance that you have mixed them up and that you might be calling one by the wrong name? Hundred <laughs> percent. There's been multiple moments. Where I'll be like, Madden, will you stop doing that? And like, I'm screaming for 15 seconds, like, Madden, stop. And Hunter will look back at me and be like, I'm Hunter. I'll be like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. Oh, all the time, man. Uh, hey, great to uh, have you on again. And uh, good luck this weekend. Have fun. And thanks for joining us. My pleasure, man. Thank you. That's Dan Orlovsky of The Mothership. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton including 
include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. You'll see the Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Yeah, I'm having a nice, peaceful day trying to navigate through these... uh troubled waters here today and all of a sudden we stumble upon pro football talk and paulie goes hey click on this now usually when he says click on something it's something that's entertaining or something goofy and then i click on it and i go wait a minute what what's florio saying here on pro football talk about deshaun watson and uh, maybe starting to hear that he wants out of houston and that contract would be uh tradable I said, all right, get Florio on the show. We got something to talk about here. So Mike Florio, Mr. Pro Football Talk, uh, joining us on the show. Where'd this come from, Mike? Well, what happens when you do this for a living? You end up talking to a lot of different people. You hear from a lot of different people. You hear unsolicited things from certain people. And when I start to hear something over and over again from people in different universes in that broader NFL galaxy, or it would be galaxies within the broader universe. Either way, they know who we mean. Either way, the, the, uh, the point is, when I start hearing the same thing from different people who I believe aren't churning the same stuff, that's when I start to pay attention to it. And I was very careful in how I wrote it. This isn't something that has happened. This isn't something that will happen. But there is a growing belief that it could happen, that Deshaun Watson could say, I've had enough I'm out. I think the head coaching hire is going to be a key piece of this because they've made it clear, Dan, and Deshaun has said this himself. They're asking his input on who the coach should be. So if they ask his input and he gives it and they don't hire the guy that he said, I'd like to work with, that would tend to alienate a franchise quarterback. And the one thing that fascinates me, yesterday Shefty reported that Eric Bieniemy has already interviewed for the other five head coaching openings and he's not going to be interviewed by the Texans. How in the hell do you not at least interview the guy who's at the top of everyone's list? I'm with you because I want to glean some information from Eric Bieniemy of what Kansas City thinks about my team. And I mentioned this last hour, you know, this interviewing process, 
it's a fact-finding mission for a lot of these teams because they'll go to Joe Brady and go, Joe, what do you think of the Falcons? You know, you faced them a couple of times. Tell us. You may not give him the job, but you want that information there. And at least, you know, the lowest uh, part of this is I'm going to bring him in or I can Zoom him and he can tell me what he thinks of Deshaun Watson, uh, J.J. Watt, what would you do with the defense, uh, wide receivers, Will Fuller. Like, those are the things you want out of these guys. It's the Al Davis approach. That's what he always did when he was hiring a coach. Interview as many people as possible. It's a free opportunity to pick the brains of your competitors. You know, the Panthers, I've heard somewhere between 20 and 40 GM candidates are going to interview for that same reason. It's a free opportunity to pick brains. Now, it could be this, Dan. It could be that Biennemi is a guy that Deshaun Watson would want to work with. So if you go too far down the path with the enemy, it's harder to say no. So it's easier to, to just never interview him than to interview him and say to Deshaun, <laughs> well, we, we picked this guy instead of Eric the enemy. Wow. Wow. I got I'm trying to wrap my brain around that one that, that you're not going to bring him in because if you do bring him in and then you don't hire him is Deshaun. So is Deshaun going to be more upset if you don't bring him in at all, or you bring him in and then you don't give him the job. Is that what you're saying, Mike? Well, right, and this assumes that Bienemy is a guy for whom Deshaun Watson would be stumping. But when you look at what Bienemy has done with Patrick Mahomes the past couple of years, a guy who was drafted two spots before Watson, and if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at Josh Allen, I'm looking at these other young quarterbacks and saying, I'm as good as them. Yeah. If I was in Kansas City, we'd be the one seed in the AFC. If I was in Buffalo, we'd be on the brink of taking the franchise to places it hasn't been in decades. How can I make something happen here? And I also think that the aftermath of the Bill O'Brien experience, the Patriot connection, the Nick Casario hire, if they hire a Brian Dayball who's got some Patriot DNA, is that just too much? for Watson, given what happened with Bill O'Brien, the trades that were made, the dysfunction that has been left in the aftermath of the O'Brien experience. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. And, and, and maybe he's extra next level and he's just letting it be known that he's thinking about it as that shot across the bow to get the Texans to take his preference seriously. It could all work out very well, but it's out there. And it's a, a subject of conversation, and I can't imagine that teams wouldn't be lined up out the door if there was an opportunity to get to Sean Watson. You work for NBC Sports, Football Night in America, and Drew Brees has a job there waiting for him. Um, are you under the impression, Mike, that Drew Brees is joining the studio team next year? Dan, listen, they only wake me up for the unimportant meetings. I don't know what's going on. And I personally believe that Drew Brees is going to be inclined to play again next year if they have another one of these close but no cigars. I think it would torment him for the rest of his life if he steps out of football after four straight years of getting in shouting distance of the Super Bowl, having some sort of crazy thing happen that causes them to lose, and he believes he's still physically capable of playing. The Phil Simms advice to Brett Favre years ago was keep playing until they rip the uniform off of you. So I'm not sure Breeze walks away, but I have a feeling the Saints are ready for him to walk away. That's where it gets a little bit awkward. They've been very respectful to Drew Brees. Sean Payton a couple of times this year has alluded to the notion that Brees won't be back next year. And <laughs> it may be the decision gets made for him. I got verbally spanked yesterday by the league office. I had the audacity to ask about Kevin Stefanski, if there's any way, like what's the rule leading up to the game? Any, you know, Can he be involved? And then the league sent back a, an email saying, uh, why didn't you ask about Daryl Bevel a couple of weeks ago? Um, you know, and I, my immediate thought was, well, nobody cares about Daryl. Yeah, Bevel, nobody cares, and, yeah, and it's not why. a playoff game. <laughs> and then he goes, well, the rules. You know, we we were told by the person in PR that the, these are the rules. They've been in place. The, the people who coach are there on site and they coach. But it feels like there's this groundswell, whether it's in the media, NFL circles. Because it's the Browns' Kevin Stefanski, and what a shame he's going to miss out on a playoff game, their first in 18 years. So it's a big loss here, but if you're Stefanski, what can you contribute to help Baker Mayfield? Once the game starts, absolutely nothing. This is all 
information that would have to be conveyed via Zoom, via meetings, via discussions before the game. There's no rule that allows him to, to be there present with someone holding up an iPad with a FaceTime hookup where he's actually talking to Baker Mayfield during the game. Those electronic devices are all prohibited for those purposes. So he's out. He's done. He can't be involved in this game. And, you know, I argue from time to time that a good head coach is worth more financially than a good player. Last week when we were going through the Jared Goff, will he play, won't he play, how good is he? I said, you know, if I'm going to give $33.5 million a year to Jared Goff or Sean McVay, I'm giving it to Sean McVay, not Jared Goff. I mean, Bill Belichick, whatever he's getting paid, nobody knows what he's getting paid. Whatever it is, he deserves more. He's worth more. Other than a Patrick Mahomes, a shortlist great player, a great coach is worth more. And we're going to find out on Sunday night, a playoff game with Mike Prefer, a special teams coordinator running the show, who's going to talk to Baker Mayfield after he's rattled by something he sees in the secondary and, and has a mistake, throws an interception or almost throws an interception. If he's getting chased around by TJ Watt, who's going to calm him down? That's where we're going to see the value of a head coach, Dan. Uh, job openings, the best and worst. Best is the Chargers by far because they have Justin Herbert and he's the real deal. Next is the Jacksonville Jaguars because they have the right to Trevor Lawrence and we assume he's going to be the real deal. But I'll always take the guy who's shown he can do it at the NFL level over the guy who we just think can do it. Beyond that, Dan, and the Jets, I don't really know what to think about the Jets. I think the Jets would be number three because Joe Douglas, the GM, is building the team the right way in the trenches, built from the inside out, not the outside in. The other three jobs, frankly, Lions, Falcons, and Texans, if I'm in demand and if I have options, I'm going to wait a year. Yeah. Because my concern, and this is a real concern among people who are candidates for these jobs, it doesn't get talked about nearly enough. You've got individuals in the organization between GM, coach, and owner. There's another executive. There's another layer there. It's Rich McKay in Atlanta. It's Rod Wood and now Chris Spielman in Detroit. It's Jack Easterby in Houston. Who's whispering to the owner? Who's undermining what I'm trying to do? I want a straight shot to the owner. I want to be able to communicate to the owner and not worry about what some other executive who doesn't have the same accountability I have may be saying to the owner when I'm inevitably going through a rough stretch. Shefty had something yesterday or day before about Cam Newton. He was on a radio station in Boston. But it comes from Shefty. It's not a report, but he was saying, hey, I could see maybe where Cam could end up with Washington. And most of us had the reaction of, gosh, I can't see him making that kind of money. Uh, and then you realize, well, wait a minute here. Is it news? Because it's Adam Schefter saying, I could see him there. I can't imagine Shefty going, you know what? Let me just throw this out there without having some kind of backdrop to this. So how do you, what do you make of that, not report, but that opinion by uh, Shefty? Well, I don't think it's outlandish because of the history between Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. You know, we always assume that if there's a past relationship, there's a presumption and a desire by both parties to continue the relationship. Sometimes the past relationship will cause people to say, no way in hell. Sorry, been there, done that. Life's too short. I don't want to work with that person again. And what I heard yesterday was, and I think it got misquoted, I thought Shefty was saying 40 to 50 million a year for Cam Newton. He, he was saying 40 to 50 year. million over a two-year deal. Yeah. And look, I'd have to know how it's structured. I'd be very hesitant to make a significant financial commitment to Cam Newton without knowing that he's more like the guy in 2015 than the guy in 2020. And you know, whether you do it with incentives, per game roster bonuses, I would not want to make a huge financial commitment to him. Now, look, the Patriots got a steal, $3.7 million for their starting quarterback for the full year, even though they were 7-9. and nine. That was a bargain. He deserves more than that. But between 20 and $30 million, I, I would want that to be based on what he does for me. And then he gets rewarded after the fact, not blindly paying that money going in. Yeah, I think Shefty said that, you know, incentive laden. But I was also wondering this. Ron Rivera gets there and could have brought in Cam. I don't know if because the owner said, no, you're drafting Dwayne Haskins and you're going to develop Dwayne Haskins. You can't have Cam come in and Bigfoot him and say, no, no, I'm the starter. You're not going to be. I, I don't know if that was the line of thinking there, Mike, but it felt like Ron couldn't bring in Cam if he wanted to. 
Well, think about this. Ron Rivera arrived as the head coach of the Panthers the same year that Cam Newton was the first overall pick in the draft. And Cam Newton quickly became the face of the franchise and in some ways bigger than the franchise. And it very well could be that Ron Rivera has decided that's not the ideal way to build a championship team. Look, that's what Bill Belichick wanted to get away from in New England with Drew Bledsoe. That's one of the reasons why he was already thinking about the shift to Tom Brady before Mo Lewis blew up Drew Bledsoe. So you don't want one person to overtake the team. And it could be that for both guys, mm. Cam Newton and Ron Rivera, nine years together was enough. Mm. You got an upset pick this weekend that we could make fun of on Monday? Rams? That's an upset. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs. I'll say Rams. That's the only one. I think, I think the other ones all win. All the favorites win. We had Orlovsky on, and he basically was guaranteeing that Jared Goff's playing. Oh, you know what? No, I didn't pick the Rams. I picked the Seahawks. I went with the scratch across the board. Sims picked the Rams. We both went back and forth on the Rams and Seahawks. I did pick the Seahawks, and I don't care if Goff's playing. Goff and John Wall, it doesn't matter. Goff, like I said, $33.5 Give it to McVay, not to Goff. I'm still not sold on Goff. What's his future there? Well, I, when you look at the cap hits and, you know, you, you, a lot of times teams will double down when they're criticized for giving too much money to a guy. I think they got a couple more years where, as a practical matter, they have to keep him around. But if I'm Sean McVay, just like uh, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, and Shanahan should be there right now, I'm looking around at my options. And McVay, I think, is inching toward that point. Shanahan and the 49ers should be there right now. Oh, I agree. I've said that since they got Garoppolo. Like, I don't get it. But... Uh, it felt like, you know, even their game plan was not to involve a quarterback's arm, uh, which is pretty amazing that you guys... It was Bob Greasy in the playoffs last year. They, they, he freaked Shanahan out in the second half of the Vikings game when he almost threw what would have been his third interception of the day. There was only one interception that was ultimately thrown. And then they went into the early 70s Dolphins mode until the Super Bowl, where it was, let's protect the offense from Jimmy Garoppolo. And look, the bigger concern I have, Dan, he gets injured too often. There's a point where you can't say, well, it was bad luck here and it was bad luck there. At a certain point, it's on you as the quarterback to stay healthy and be available to your team. What's the best thing that you have to drink behind you? This is a wine cellar, so it's just wine. I'm a big Camus guy. Do you like Camus? Yeah. 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 I got a, I got a, I got a couple of suggestions for you if you oh, like Camus. I'm happy. Please, please, I'm, I'm more than happy to hear uh, okay. any suggestions about wine. I'm still a novice in that regard. But let me tell you this: it reminds me of New Year's Eve. We had a very enjoyable New Year's Eve. It was a two Camus bottle New Year's Eve. Whoa. And, uh, you know, you, you have just on the edge of a little bit. I didn't have a show the next morning, so I could sleep in. I stayed up past midnight, which gets harder and harder as we get older. Went to bed at about one o'clock, slipped into a very deep, restful sleep. And at 1.56 a.m., I got a Happy New Year text from Todd Fritz. <laughs> Fritzy, what are you doing? I'm sound asleep yeah, after a two-bottle Camus night. I was hoping that wasn't going to make some kind of noise or vibration on your phone that I can quietly Wait, are you being there. serious, Mike? Yes. Pretty, yes, Seton. 1.56 a.m. I don't know what time zone he's dealing with. <laughs> it's not midnight yet in Denver, and it's two hours late <laughs> yes, in, in the Eastern time zone. I wanted to be the first one to wish Happy New Year. Yes, Seton. My favorite part of that is that at 1.56, Todd, you were definitely not the first person to wish him a Happy New Year. And actually, you had spent, <laughs> you had spent two hours going through your Rolodex, texting <laughs> everybody, wow. Happy New Year, and Mikey finally got to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Almost Mike's two hours out. later. I <laughs> just made it under the two-hour window. You, did. you know that he didn't send it. <laughs> You didn't send any of those to us. I did. I don't like you guys. Florian, I love. I said I could call him, and two minutes later, he comes on the show. Todd, Todd, you're allowed to love me less. <laughs> love me at midnight. I don't do that. I, I should have been more sensitive to the times. Uh, whose wife do you always text? That oh, I always Joe text? Buck. Yes, yeah. that's accidentally because I keep thinking it's Joe's number, and somehow it's his wife's. And how? All it takes is one time I know, to but understand. I, I, I somehow made a mistake like three times. <laughs> yeah, I know. She was a Broncos cheerleader. Yeah, I know. Nothing to do with it. Mike, thank you. Hey, happy new year. Have a good year. week. Yeah, happy, happy new, new year, year. Fritzy. Thanks, yeah. buddy. You too. You Mike Florio. Well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.